Get ready for the most value per minute in podcasting. This is a shareable mini episode that I call Think Fast. I ask the guest 10 rapid fire questions and they have to answer them as quickly as they can. Let's get into it. This is another episode of Think Fast right here on Shareable. And today, my guest, Steve Woodruff, is here to answer Think Fast questions. Steve, let me give you the rules of how Think Fast works. Now, the way Think Fast works is you have to think fast. You don't have to speak fast. You don't have to answer in, you know, 140 characters, but you do have to give me your answer as quickly as you can after I finish the question. So I want an instinctual response of things. I don't want a well-considered, th- I want your your gut to speak mm. to me. So think fast. You think you can do that with me? Why not? Let's give it a try. All right. We're going to do 10 rapid fire questions. And the very first one is what is your favorite podcast? And as much as you'd like to say it, you can't say shareable. The Marketing Book Podcast by Douglas Burdett. He takes on a whole book every week and just dissects it, prepares like crazy, and he's fun. And I just he just released our interview last week, uh, and uh, this is the third time I've talked with him, and he's just he's a he's a treasure. That's intense too. An entire book for each episode. That's that's intense. That's a lot. All right. Question two. Uh, what real life figure or fictional character do you identify with and why? Wow. Uh, <laughs> real life or fictional. Oh, holy cow. I know I'm supposed to answer fast, but I. I don't know. Ah, well, it's interesting because your brand is clarity. And I yeah, would think no. that you would resonate with someone who has a strength of clarity. Yeah. You think so. I, I I'm stumped. I all right. I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna give you a substitute question then. All right. Bring one fictional character to life. Bring one fictional character to life. Who are you bring who are you bring to life? Gandalf. 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 For any particular reason? Because he's this incredible combination of wisdom and whimsy. And I would love to hang out with people that are just kind of, you know, really smart, really wise, but kind of a little half nuts at times. (laughs) Love it. Okay. Got it. All right, here's a big one for you. And you might struggle with this one too. It's a big question. But if you could download any one person, live or dead, you could download their entire set of knowledge, wisdom, and memories to add to your own. Whose would it be? Charles Spurgeon, great Baptist preacher of the 19th century in England. He was an absolutely astonishing communicator, an incredible preacher and writer. In fact, in many of the things that I appreciate about great communication came from reading Spurgeon's sermons. He was just, I have often said, man, the first guy I want to talk to when I get to heaven is I want to sit down for a few hours in a park with Spurgeon and download because the man fascinates me. It's a good one. Question four, what industry or career path do you think has the most promising future or potential? Boy, it's tempting right now to talk about AI and and because that everybody's making all that noise. Yep. Um, I'm not convinced that that's the case. And so, uh, honestly, 
I think it's being a communicator because no matter what happens, always somebody has to communicate skillfully. And whether it's in marketing or sales or consulting or writing or whatever, there's always going to be a need for someone to take ideas and package them skillfully. And all the noise and technology that's going to keep you know, surrounding us and at pouring even more garbage into the atmosphere, it's going to be even more important for human communication. So I think the skills that we should be imparting to kids involve great communication skills. Okay. Um, if you could have any one superpower or a superpower set, you could have either. What would it be? Dang, why are you asking these questions? That's the whole purpose <laughs> of this whole segment. They were just, if they were like softballs, it would be no fun. I want to get to know like some real, like, because this reveals so much about people. What superpower you pick, just so you know, I'm fully analyzing you when you pick it. Oh boy. Yeah, that makes it easier. Um, I think the superpower I would pick, and maybe it's because of, of the imposter syndrome I've always felt or the inferiority I've always felt as an, as an introvert. I wish I could, I wish I could just, easily talk to people and feel sympathetic, feel empathy, just naturally feel. I'm so analytical mm -hmm. that I have trouble just feeling. And I see people who have that ability to just enter in to to the the heart of people. I just don't know how to do that. I can't I can't do it and I wish I had that power. I'm going to ask you a follow-up question to it that's not part of the Think Fast set of 10. And then I have I have, a, I have something for you. But what would you sacrifice to have that superpower? What would you be willing to sacrifice in your life to have that superpower? If you had to give something up, what would you give up? Got to be worth the weight of that superpower. I might give up bourbon for that. Whoa. Would you still do yeah. dry? Hmm? Would you yeah. still drink rye? Yeah. I, see, <laughs> you, you understand. You understand that. You <laughs> I got know, you. I got you. What if it's whiskey's, a whiskey's bourbon a broader cast? category yeah, than bourbon, broad but bourbon's my favorite. And I might it's even fair. give up bourbon if I could actually just, you know, be it's more fair. heartfelt with people. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I will offer this as a podcaster and um, I'll just offer this. I think that the secret to that superpower that you covet is just a simple thing called curiosity. Mm -hmm. If you can, in any conversation, go into it, and before you get into it, just say to yourself, I'm going to be, instead of right now being the king of clarity, I am going to be the captain of curiosity. And you go into that conversation just itching and dying to learn about somebody, then it's not about you. It's not about your insecurities. It's not about your expertise or your wisdom. It's entirely about them. And I've said on this show many times, this show is fueled entirely by curiosity. Mm -hmm. I bring people on, they have different life experiences and expertise, and they give me the gift of sitting down with me and letting me just ask them questions. And that is incredible. So I would just offer, if you want that superpower, start with curiosity. You might find that you uh, can develop it. Well, I have half of it because you'll see, in my book, I talk about the key to great networking is being a story asker. 
Mm, so people 100%. are storytellers, but the best networkers are story askers. And that's what I do. I interview people. Yep. I just ask questions and I, I'm curious. And I'm, I'm really curious. I am. I love, so love, you're halfway there. love that. I yeah. just wish I had a little more emotional something in it, but story asking is something I'm, I'm quite good at. And, uh, and I tell people all the time, if you're an awkward, if you're an introvert, if you have trouble networking, if you don't like to schmooze, I don't schmooze, just learn to be a story asker and you always win. Fair points. Fair points. All right. Question seven, uh, or I'm sorry, question six. Uh, what is a lesson that you wished you learned earlier in life? Oh, I really wish that I had learned that I was a consultant sometime before my mid forties, um, because that would have shaped the, the, the course I took. Now I don't have huge regrets over all the, the wandering and meandering I did because we go through that. I mean, that's how you learn. Uh, but I look back at, at all the, <laughs> I could say it this way, wasted time and effort in trying to be what I wasn't. And I, I just wish I'd known that fundamental fact about myself earlier. Do you think that some of the experiences that you had made you more prepared to embrace and fall into being a consultant? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it might've been for the best that it yeah. didn't work for that, but that's an interesting one. Lesson you wish that you kind of leaned into your strengths and knew your self-introspection, self-awareness a little bit earlier, maybe to find yep. those things out. Uh, question seven, what's a negative experience you've had in your life that you are really glad it happened to you? not glad about that you see one of the biggest negative experiences in my life has been I've, I've lived with undiagnosed clinical depression for almost all my adult life until sometime in my 40s and the only thing I'm thankful about with that what is that I can relate to other people who've struggled with it but I I had an internal battle from my teens all the way through my 40s which just sapped the daylights out of me and uh I'm still trying to to be grateful for it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm very thankful to be out of it and to uh, medication has, has really helped and I've learned how to get a hold. And this is one reason I brought up, you know, the, the, the book soundtracks by John Acuff, which is controlling your thought life. The biggest challenge of my life has been controlling my own head. And uh, so Maybe I'll be more, maybe I'll be more grateful at some point in the future. Uh, but it's, it's a hard, lonely battle. And yeah. I, I will say this. I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's basically over with. It, can I ask you uh, a follow-up to that? If you're willing to, if you're willing to share this, ha did anything happen in that period of time that, made you call something into question or made you make a choice that put you back on a better path? Like, was there an incident or something that happened that may have been negative at the time? It really wasn't comfortable. It wasn't great, traumatic, whatever it might be, but it was necessary to get you to where you, where you are. I think, I think it was my, my very wise mother dropping hints along the way that, you know, she, she didn't push me in a corner. She didn't say, look, dude, you, you need to go see a doctor. She would drop hints, drop hints. And, and then at a certain point, I absolutely just hit a wall. I could not function any longer with the negativity in my brain. And, uh, and, <laughs> and I went, I went to the, to my doctor at that point 
desperate. And I said, look, I'm finally prepared to think this may be something organic. And he kind of chuckled at me and he said, well, your brain is an organ, you know, Mm. you couldn't think your way out of a broken leg, could you? And that was kind of a really important moment for me. I thought, oh, yeah, I guess maybe because for me, it had always been, you know, a matter of personal challenge, spiritual issue, mental, whatever. I wasn't looking at it correctly. And three days after starting to take a pill, the whole cloud lifted right out. It was it was almost miraculous. There was an organic problem and I could not fight it with all the means I'd been trying all those years. It was not going to budge until the chemical imbalance was dealt with. It's like asking a diabetic, like, why don't you just like make more insulin? Like just do it, right? Yeah, like, just do that. Just yeah. think positively about it. Maybe your pancreas will kick into gear. Yeah, or taking a blind person and say, well, just open your eyelids. Just well, you know, it doesn't really work that way. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, what is your definition of success and how has it changed over your lifetime? My definition of success is twofold. One is we've talked about finding your purpose and running in it, whatever that means. Uh, the other definition of success for me is, is my five kids and I have five grown boys. They're all going in their own directions. They're all, you know, very good human beings. And despite the thousands of ways I've beat myself up over being a bad parent or, you know, every parent goes through the the agony of feeling like you're just the worst human on the planet and you're going to break these kids. To now be able to talk to these adults and have them as friends and ha- and and then now two of them, one of them just had a, a child, my first grandchild, another one's coming in February. Uh, to me, I've always wanted grandchildren. And so yeah. this, this is going to be one of my biggest successes is grandkids. That's fantastic. I love it. My kids are real little, uh, but I love talking with my daughter. Uh, she's three. Uh, my son just turned one, but I love talking with her. I love hearing her thoughts and ask her about her dreams every morning. And uh, I really, I had such a great relationship with my dad and I always just love talking with him. And I really, I don't want to rush any of these moments, but I do look forward to the day where like, I can go out to a coffee shop with her when she's fully grown and coffee drinking age. Like we go out now and she sits there and drinks like a little cup of milk and it's adorable. But I, I do look forward <laughs> to that time where we can like go out as adults and talk about stuff. And uh, so you just painted a really lovely picture for me. And, uh, and I appreciate that one. Well, something, I mean, the future, my oldest son, he is a consultant. He's a marketer. He's a whiskey influencer. In fact, he's, he's very well known in the whiskey world globally as a whiskey influencer. And he's made an incredible mark for himself as an entrepreneur. And we, to be able to communicate with your own kid and to help shape that direction and to see him succeed, what a thrill that is. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing like that. It's just absolutely astonishing. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool, man. Um, All right. Question nine. What is one thing that everybody listening to this episode should go and do today? It has to be something that they can at least start today. They don't have to finish it today, but it's something that after listening to this episode, they can go and take action on it immediately. What's that one thing? I always start with, I tell people, look, my goal when you, when you talk about clarity and communications and all that on your very next email, bring the point up to the subject line. 
people are scanning their inboxes, they're scanning the subject lines, and the lowest hanging fruit, the visual real estate that matters is the subject line in the first sentence. So whatever your point is, bring it right up in a way that's vivid and interesting because then you got to win the inbox battle. Yep. But you got to do it fast. And so it always starts with email. Email's your lowest hanging fruit. I love it. That's a good one. And people could absolutely do that today because we all have way too much email. Yep. The final question on Think Fast. Uh, this is not the question. This is the setup. Have you seen all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies? Like, have you watched Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War? And Almost all of them. Yeah. Okay. So did you see Endgame with uh, yep. Thanos? And Okay. So you're familiar with the concept. So here's the thing. I have the Infinity Gauntlet. I have the the uh, original Infinity Gauntlet. And as you know, with all of those stones, the, the wearer of this glove can snap their fingers and anything their mind could conceive can happen. So the question is, would you like this glove? And if you do, when you put it on and snap your fingers, what happens after you snap? And I'd like to remind you before you make your decision that as a mortal, if you snap your fingers, it's going to cost you your life. But anything that you thought prior to snapping your fingers can become a reality. So do you take the gauntlet? And if you do, what happens after you snap? I do. And what happens is I get to travel the universe. I still want desperately to go out and be in the stars. I want to go through galaxies. I want to see all this stuff. I, I, every time I watch great science fiction, Star Trek movies and other stuff where you, there's this depiction of space travel. I desperately want to go out there and, and I want to go through the rings of Saturn. I want to go see clusters. I, I just, I, <laughs> you know, I, and, and the, I, the best I, I can it. do is a, is a widescreen and, and a, you know, a simulation, but man, alive that I've always. So I'm going to push you on it that. because Thanos can, uh, use the space stone and travel throughout space. So I'm gonna, Ooh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grant you that prior to snapping, ah, good. you're gonna travel and see the cosmos. You're gonna travel oh, okay. and see distant galaxies. You're gonna be able to do all of that because, again, after you snap, it's going to cost you your life. Hmm. So I give you this gauntlet, give you a, a reasonable amount of time uh, in your lifetime to to see the cosmos, see the stars, see planets. And do it all with the safety of wearing an infinity gauntlet. But then you come back here to this earth, to this reality, and you have the opportunity to snap your fingers and change any aspect of reality, of time, of space, of resource constraints, of anything you set your mind to. Would you snap your fingers and change something if it cost you your life? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would change to where all that blocks our view of God would fall out of our eyes and we would see clearly and we would see infinite glory and love, all of us. I'd give my life in a second for that, in a millisecond for that. This has been Think Fast. I've been your host, Jeff Gibbard. This has been my guest, Stephen Woodruff. And this episode has been shareable. So tell me, what was most valuable or useful for you in this episode? Send me a message or hit me up on social media. I'm easy to find, but there's links in the show notes just to make it easy. Seriously, I'd love to hear from you. 
If you enjoyed this episode, there's a couple things you could do, starting with subscribing to the show. And after that, head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate the show five stars and leave a review. Consider sharing this episode with someone you think would enjoy it. Or just buy me a latte or an old-fashioned by hitting up that tip jar. If you're looking for a good book to read, may I suggest The Lovable Leader, which covers how to build great teams with trust, respect, and kindness. It's built exclusively for brand new managers, and it's a handbook that will serve you well in your journey of leadership. Just search for Lovable Leader wherever books are sold online. And finally, if you're interested in working with me or checking out any of my other projects, go to jgibbard.com. That link, as well as every other link mentioned, will be found in the show notes. Stay safe, be kind, and seriously, share this episode with someone. I'll see you on the next episode of Shareable. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm.